the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. River City Community Church is a church for real life. Real life is what we were created for and what we're all about. In fact, our mission is more people living real life by passionately following Jesus. Hi, I'm Pastor Sean Azaro, and we believe we were made to have a life full of meaning and purpose that can only be found in relationship with our Creator. That's what real life is. It's not just a church thing. It's a way of living that powerfully impacts every area of our lives. River City is come as you are and has a relaxed, casual feel with practical teaching, inspirational worship, and age-appropriate ministry for the whole family. We're located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Rotama Park. Our current service times are 9.30 and 11.30 Sunday mornings. River City is a church for real life, and so our home on the web is reallife.org. We hope you'll come and see us as you travel the road to real life. This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to Reaching for Real Life. still moves your soul yeah, well, you know that's what's interesting i wonder if our listeners ever get tired of this because i know you and i don't no, we're sitting here jamming like, mm. I, know. I go into ray charles mode yeah. <laughs> left channel right you, channel. You, you, are, you are he's swaying over here i'm like and it's wonderful yeah well you know and the christmas version is coming back pastor sean i want you to know really yeah. which is just basically this with some sleigh bells on that's, top it. Of it. that's all you need that's the trick right that's the trick. and you've got your percussion instrument over here don't you is it's a chick-fil-a cup with eyes Oh. <laughs> it really makes the track, brings it to life. <laughs> I see you in the liner notes there, Chick-fil-A cut, Sean Azaro, on your own record. Hey, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. I am doing great. It's a little bit, we're already in holiday mode here. Already? Well, because all the kids get off the whole week it's of Thanksgiving. Oh, here. yeah. No, the, there's nothing going well, school's on. school's closed, right? School is closed this week. They're off for Thanksgiving week. So a number of our staff have kids, and we're letting them kind of work remote and do what they need to do to kind of make the families all work out and everything so and here we are yeah it, exactly well we're old our kids our kids yeah. are, we don't we don't have to worry about that anymore right. so we have to show up uh, but god bless you for believing in quality time for the family and oh yeah no no we we've always wanted to make river city be a family friendly place even when, when my kids were little i'm the lead pastor but there were just certain things if i was going to be i was going to be part of my kids school stuff yep. you know they're they're doing a, a special thing at school we're going to be there and there were just things from the beginning. We had other people who could take care of them here at the church, and I was going to be where my kids were because I never wanted them to be the PKs who say, well, yeah, my dad had plenty of time for the church, but not for us. Right. And so that was a high priority, and I want that for every parent who works here. I want them to be, have that flexibility to be able to do that. Yes, we have a job to do, and we've got to get our work done, but 
I think if we work on it, what I want is a bunch of kids to be raised at River City who go, oh, I love the church. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's my, those are my peeps, and I want to be a part of the church. I want to be a minister in the church someday. You know, I, want, I want that atmosphere. Well, your kids are in the ministry to this day. Well, we made them. <laughs> <laughs> cool. As you should. Yeah. No, they both fell in love with the church. They, uh, one of the cool things about the church, if you understand it as the way it should be, as a community, a mm-hmm. family of believers— is that because you know as your kids get older when you're the parent you're always saying you know you need to do this because the bible says you need you know it's nice to have other people Mm -hmm. youth ministers youth volunteers who are cool and hip unlike us (laughs) (laughs) who are who are also saying to the kids hey you can trust the lord you know Mm -hmm. to bring in the word of god before them and we've always had our kids can both name the young leaders who are now older leaders right correct but young leaders who in their life influenced them and reinforced what Lori and I were teaching at home and what we were raising them in. So we believe in the church and you know, that's, that's part of what we want to have happen for all the kids at river city. That's a rare thing. Pastor Sean, there's a few exceptions around town where the, there's an heir apparent in the house, uh, you know, but for the most part, that PK thing is real. Yeah. It's a tough road for those guys. Yeah. Well, both Lori and I knew lots of people like that in the church Uh and we just said, not our kids. Yeah. We would rather have our ministry be less successful, so to speak, or Mm. however you want to do that. And I'm not going to sort out. I understand some people that make great sacrifices of family for the ministry. The Lord put on our hearts. Okay. For us, he said, your first ministry is your kids. Yeah. Those are the first disciples. You're called to make disciples. I want them to be the first disciples we make. And then everybody else, God gives us the opportunity to as well. Uh, and they're both serving the Lord and their spouses. And now I'm watching our grandkids come up. That's right. You know, train them up in the way they should go as well. Yep. I'm trying. <laughs> That's your, your youth, youth choir is already built. <laughs> and then the puppet ministry is coming, right? <laughs> the puppet ministry. Oh, yes. Did you ever have puppet ministry? Uh, in the 70s. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I didn't. You know who we need to get on is Rod Butler. Honestly. Rod Butler would be amazing. Rod Butler. We should. And the voices and the, we could have him do. Would, would others enjoy it as much as we do? He's a character, of course. He's a puppeteer. We're, this is radio and podcasts. Yes, but he's so, a storyteller. He is. And uh, a pastor himself, for sure. Uh, and he just put a new book out. Did you know that? I did not know that. that. That's the excuse. Excellent. Okay, Let's yes. Rod on. Let's get Rod on. All right, cool. Can you arrange Rod, that? are you listening? Rod, let's Call. bring him in. Rod Butler. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> he's a fantastic. You can see some of his work on, on YouTube. And I'm a big fan of Rod Butler's. Yeah. Did you know who his father was? Yes. I'll tell you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. Remind me. But I, he was I heard a Hollywood this. Western writer. Yes, for a lot of those Western serials yep. that would show up on the on the Saturday matinees. It's a historical guy. Yep. And anyway, that talent passed on to Rod. He's a great writer and there creative guy. Rod is an abstract puppeteer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, literally would take things like a dryer vent or little sticks with little fuzz balls on top yeah. of it and do an entire puppet show and have people in tears. We were part of this mm-hmm. church in California who had this kind of. They just didn't really get it, and we brought Rod in, and we loved it, but... No one got it. <laughs> yeah, they just didn't get him, and it was like, what, what was that? Because <laughs> he's got toilet paper tubes. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm dying. It's all so good. Did you, no, you understand? Wait, no, never mind. You're in California, and they didn't get it. No, it, but it was a, you know, it was oh, know, a Pentecostal. I, know. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I love Pentecostal. I grew up Pentecostal, praise the Lord, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that, that particular church didn't get him. We brought him to River City one time mm-hmm. when we were just in our early days, and people loved him. Of course. You know, again, he's very artistic. 
Which uh, is worship, I think, in his mind. Oh, very much so. Yeah. So, yes, now we have to bring Rod in. It's going to be great. He doesn't even know that we have just spent (laughs) this time talking about him, so we will have to bring him on. Well, move on. As this airs on Fridays, afternoons on KSLR, AM 630, The Word. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thanksgiving has come and gone, but happy Thanksgiving to you. You got to take some time out of the pulpit to get ready for Christmas, right? Oh, yes, 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 yes. A couple weeks, actually. Last week, Clay uh, Burkholder, our youth pastor, spoke, did an outstanding job. He's a great communicator. And this week. Hey, you know what? We need to have him on we do he's a great puppeteer <laughs> so, I, I don't think no. i don't think he does that no he did a superb job and this uh this coming week mike mcguire yeah. our executive pastor guy has done so many cool things through our ministry so many of the diverse things that we do he has his hands in uh, he's going to bring a word so i'm grateful to have a very deep bench grateful for that and how about some carols and some candlelight this uh, this year pastor oh yeah John? christmas eve it's gonna be great all right it's gonna be great we have three services uh and plus our river city in espanol our spanish service so uh we're very excited about all that all right all those details are at reallife.org mm-hmm. uh, as you are listening to reaching for real life with pastor sean azaro uh, my name is baron wiley and uh pastor sean merry christmas to you is it, is it too soon no no i'm in i'm already listening to christmas music <laughs> But it's I not Thanksgiving it. yet. No, I'm I'm in. <laughs> Charlie Brown segue is my segue. Yeah, yeah. We, I I used to fight that. Yeah. Stopped. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. I'm in. I'm in. I love Christmas. Love Thanksgiving. I, I don't. I never blow by Thanksgiving because mm-hmm. I am someone. I'm a grateful person. Mm-hmm. Really am. I think gratitude is one of the most incredible virtues and gifts yeah. that the Lord has given us. In fact, I think gratitude has the power to absolutely change. You, you may right now today be having a bad day. I want to encourage you. Just stop and begin to give thanks for the things that you know are gifts and blessings of the Lord in your life. And watch how not only does your mind change, but your actual emotions, your spirit, uh, the way you feel changes because of gratitude. Uh, gratitude is one of those things I think we need to practice. I think we need to exercise that muscle. It's the old count your blessings thing. You know, it's not, it's not just a hokey old song uh, that we used to sing, but mm-hmm. it is an important spiritual discipline. Be specific. Enumerate the ways that God has blessed you. You know, it's bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And then the psalmist goes on and starts listing them. I think that's an important spiritual discipline, and it really changes the way we look at everything. That's the way I always pull into the church is with Thanksgiving. I'll enter yeah. his gates. Yep, that's right. Thanksgiving. Yep. I love it, Pastor. That might be step number one in what I think we're going to talk about today because, boy, as life just goes by fast. It's so easy to wake up and go, oh, my gosh, tomorrow's Christmas. Yep. What happened? You never want to phone it in. Yep. So if we can start now, Pastor Sean, I'd like to get your take on, well, how do we make this Christmas the most meaningful one the most significant one in our family's lives and the lives of yeah. our community in our faith? Yeah. Well, I, I think it's a great question because I know for me and probably a lot of people, as you grow older That's and get me. busier, mm-hmm. you find that the holiday season just blows by. It's gone. Mm-hmm. And you're a little, almost a little disappointed, like, oh, I feel like I missed it, or it just blew by. And for, for many people, that's their experience. I want to say, I really believe that the key for me has been to just slow down. Mm. And you're like, wait a minute, but you're a pastor, and it's Christmas, and you got a large congregation and ministry, and all of a sudden, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> just the idea of saying, I'm not going to be driven I'm not going to be Clark Griswold, you know, <laughs> old-fashioned family Christmas, right? Uh, right? Try to make the perfect experience because the stress, that, that's such a, that movie is a parable about the stress. <laughs> I've never of, seen it. I've never heard it called that. Toy to the world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, it, it is a parable of a guy trying to build something up, trying to control mm-hmm. and push something in rather than 
experiencing and just giving thanks yeah. and worshiping. Grace has been dead for 35 years. <laughs> Sorry. I was saying something serious. I know. And, and now here you are. No, it, it, it is a great, it is a great illustration of, of what we do. And we in the church circles can be among the worst. Yeah. And so the first thing I would say is just stop and refuse to refuse to let things get out of order. Mm. Uh, the the gifts, the parties, the decorations, and I'm I'm I love all those things. I celebrate like crazy. I I just love it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we do Christmas upright. That being said, don't ever make those things first. Those are nice little, those are the, the wrappings, the little tinsel or the little bows on the real gift, which is Emmanuel, God with us. Mm. And when you choose to say, I am going to worship this Christmas, I'm going to worship, you know, get a great Advent devotional. Um, my son Ryan's rep- recommended one by John Piper, and uh, I think Lori and I are going to go through that. And, you know, we've done other ones. But just an Advent devotional that's just get, something to give, get you thinking mm-hmm. and saying, okay, Lord, yeah, I remember. I remember what you've done. I think intentionally looking for ways to serve. Okay. You know, we always have Thanksgiving outreaches. We have a regular thing called River City Serves where we minister all over the city. Um, that's each month and Thanksgiving, we try to beef them up a little bit more and have a few extra options, but the idea, it's just, it, and it's not the only time you serve, but it's at the time to say, boy, one way to give thanks is just to serve. Yeah. Um, Jesus said, you, you give a cup of cold water to one of these, my, the least of these, you've given it to me. You know, whatever you've done for the least of these, my brothers, you've done for me. That's an important key. Mm. Serving at times of Thanksgiving through the holidays, looking for ways just to bless and serve and Give a gift, be a gift, you know, just share. I think those things help this time to be reflective because they all point you back to Jesus because that's what I want. I want everything point me back to Jesus. Amen. If I want to do that and don't know where to start, uh, does you just leave it to the Lord to make that door open or is there a, a website or how can I serve? What do I do? <laughs> is there an app for that? Exactly. <laughs> you know, the service app? Hey, can I tell you what I heard that someone's going to happen up here up, up between Bernie and Kerrville, there's a rest stop in the middle of nowhere. Right? Mm-hmm. And so it's famous for, you know, truckers. Well, these guys are going to go set up and serve Thanksgiving meals uh, to these truckers out there. Oh, that's don't awesome. know that's waiting for them. Yeah, you know? so that's those awesome. kind of things. Yeah, exactly. But here, here's the thing: at River City, we always have opportunities to serve. If yeah. you're interested, you can go to reallife.org and find out ministry opportunities. You can go to uh, real life, real life co. That's real life community outreach. That's our community outreach ministry. Find out more about our Christian assistance, uh, our vocational mentoring, all all the ministry things. Lots of ministry things. But you you don't need us. Yeah. You have neighbors on your street. There is probably in your circle somewhere a widow, you know, someone who's alone, someone who they don't have anybody. Yeah. And you can just minister to them, bake some cookies, go help fix a fence, uh, just go visit. Just, just literally, instead of being in such a hurry, right? when they stop and start talking to you, instead of going, okay, I'm sorry, I got to go, mm. just stop and listen. So what if it's 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you know, you have just blessed someone. Yes. That kind of thing. Well, to your point, as you just brought up, that's what we can do to serve the widow. Let's put ourselves in the, in the place of the widow. Uh, we're entering a season of, oh, happiness and joy. And for a lot of people, boy, it's the loneliest time. Right. Right. They are, that widow's by herself? Yep. yep, yep. Uh, read a statistic that says one in four people suffer with loneliness and depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, I 
that might be low. Based on when we talk about this at church, when we, uh, it seems like more people resonate with loneliness and depression. It's like the holidays highlight mm-hmm. the fact that their loved one is not with them anymore, or their that divorce that happened is you know, and now it's real, and I'm alone this Christmas, or we have to do the back and forth thing, uh, whatever it is. It is a time that kind of it accentuates for many people that loneliness. Um, so one, find someone like that and just bless them. Yeah. Just try to look for a way to serve, you know, just include someone like that. If that's you, if you're in that place and you go, yeah, this is a lonely time, I encourage you, go bless someone else. Yeah. Refu- you know what? You don't want to be alone? Then don't. Mm-hmm. Go find a place to serve. Go find a place to just minister. Again, you can, you know, we've got opportunities with real life community outreach. Every Wednesday morning, a bunch of folks serve food to people who are who are food insecure and need food. Well, there's opportunities to serve and minister there. We got all kinds of ministries around here. We're not the only ones. There's lots of places. There's lots of great places in this city where you can just go serve mm-hmm. and just say, I want to volunteer. Refuse to just be alone and just go and say, Okay. Lord, it's you and me, and let's go. And just looking for opportunities to serve someone, it's amazing how many people you can connect with because there's lots of need out there. I bet Mary and Joseph felt pretty alone. Yes, I would think so. <laughs> you know? I would think so, yeah. That whole thing of obviously they had a pretty big problem they were bit. dealing with, right? You know, having to move and do all that at that time when she's expecting, so, yeah. Yeah, and then the, these, these wise guys show up. These freak shepherds and whatnot. Anyway, that's guys. But the Lord knows; He knows your need. So, yep, He does. But I, I just encourage you: don't just settle for loneliness. If that's mm-hmm. if you that's where you are, get connected with a body of believers. Uh, seriously, find a group of Christians, find a church. If you're if you're not a part of the church, get connected. Yeah, and don't just attend on Sundays and then leave. Find a group. Just get connected and then start looking for ways to serve. Literally, you know, hey, I can, I'll help fold bulletins. I'll help answer phones on Tuesday mornings. Mm-hmm. I'll, whatever. I'll help mow the lawn. Just get connected with people. That's how God begins to work and open up doors. I can't think of anything, most everything in my life, mm. good, has been through some kind of relationship. Yeah. Someone I met, someone who God brought into my life, it's been, and they, they've been a blessing and they've helped open up doors. So I just encourage you, if that's you, if you're sitting in that place of being lonely, just look for ways to say, okay, I'm going to go get connected and I'm going to, I'm going to serve somebody. Excellent. Uh, get involved, volunteer, trying to make this the most meaningful Christmas ever. That's big. Being grateful and thankful is where you started. Yeah. And then getting involved. Is there anything else, Pastor, that we can do this Christmas season? Well, to- the, the holiday, and, and again, don't skip over the, the idea of saying, Jesus, I'm going to worship you. Mm-hmm. Everything I, everything we do, we want to do it out of that place. of I, If when I go serve, Lord, I'm going because you're with me. I, I may feel lonely, but I'm not alone. Emmanuel. Because you are with me. And so I'm going to go, I'm going to share that, but I'm going to make sure that I'm, I'm centering on who you are, your word, and then go share that with other people and see what you do. Mm. You know, Lord, let you open those doors, let you bring some people into my life to share life and community with. Can I tell you what I did with my kids a few Christmases ago when they were littler? I'd like to hear that. Well, uh, we went to the bank and we withdrew four $100 bills. Nice. Did I tell you this? 
I, I've not heard this. So I started. It was like, here's your $100, and this is not for you. This is for you to give, and the Lord will tell you who it's supposed to go to. Oh, nice. And nice. So I'll start. And so we got in the car, and we drove to the south side of San Antonio, went to the old house that I grew up in. Actually, it was my grandmother's house that we lived in when mm-hmm. I was four, five, six. Right. And went to that house and just put it in an envelope and stuck it in the door with a nice little card. And my girls were like, Dad, you were poor, you know, in this little bitty house. But we didn't mm-hmm. know, but that was number one. Right. Uh, Shan had a chance to bless the crossing guard at the school and she didn't know it was supposed to be her until she found out it was supposed to be wow. her. It was just perfect. And so for my girls, they had to figure it out for my, <laughs> for my daughter. Now we're in Wisconsin for Christmas. We're at a Walmart and we're just at, at the exit line. And, and here's this family on Christmas Eve with a basket full of diapers and they looked like they needed some help. And so she goes, I think that's them, dad. And I go, there you go. Oh, so she how cool. Bless them. The youngest Vanessa, she was a little tougher. Christmas came and went. It didn't happen. We tried to go find it. We went to the laundromat right. on Christmas Day. Nobody right. was there. Well, we're actually two days after Christmas, and it was between the Packers and Bears game mm. and the Cowboy mm-hmm. game that was after. It was in between, and we ordered a pizza. Had to have Chicago deep dish pizza at my course. sister's house. Of course. And pizza guy shows up, and his minivan uh, parked at the top of the hill, slid down on the black ice, and hit my sister-in-law's car, and she was not happy. But mm. we went out to go help, and this guy was, he was uh, visibly upset that this had just happened. He had three car seats in the car, and my daughter goes, is this the guy? I said, I think this is the guy. And so oh. she was able to bless him. So anyway, it's just this real magical, That's magical, awesome. but it was a spirit-led type of situation. Yeah, but what a great illustration in generosity, Baron. That That's a beautiful story because it, it's reflecting this joy of giving and the mm-hmm. abundance of what God's blessed us with. And the idea of open-handed sharing with that. You know, we did something a few Christmas, well, it's many Christmases now. My kids are both musicians, singers, instrumentalists. And when just the four of us, just our family, went to a nursing home. It was just a care facility. We didn't plan it. Mm -hmm. We just went in and said, hey, we'd like to come and just sing some Christmas carols. Oh, cool. And so the four of us sang Christmas carols. And you should have seen how much people got into People got into just the time spent and then the stories told afterward. It was a great, a great it idea. was a great time of just ministering mm. to people. It was easy. Yeah. You know, it took a little bit of pluck to say, hey, we're here with our guitars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is this a good time? Love us. Yeah. Yeah. But it, literally, we just sang some Christmas carols mm-hmm. and then hung out. Yeah. And it was, our kids have never forgotten that. So it, it can be, it can be financial. It can be your time. It can be mm. a gift. I, I think the common thread on all of these is take your eyes off yourself. Yes. That's the challenge in all of these. And whether, whether you're sitting here going, boy, I'm just so busy that I can't enjoy Christmas. Stop. Mm. Take your eyes off yourself and just say, okay, Lord, who do you want me to be a blessing to? How do you want me to reflect your love to someone this, this season? And whether it's maybe it's you feeling lonely Mm. and, you know, and I'm not making a light of that. I'm not diminishing that or minimizing that at all. What I'm saying though is there is a powerful thing to say, okay, I'm not going to make this about my loneliness, Lord. I am going to go and I'm going to make this about serving you and blessing someone and just see what God does. Yeah. There's, there's a gift waiting for you in that encounter. There really is. I love that, Pastor Sean. All right, Pastor Sean, uh, we're <laughs> we're still going ninety miles an hour right to the finish line of of Christmas Day, and I know you've got something special planned uh, at church. Oh yeah, yeah. Our series this Christmas season 
starting on December 3rd and going through, culminating on Christmas Eve, is uh, is entitled, In the Beginning, A Christmas Story. Mm. And we're going to look at different things in the book of Genesis, and we're going to see Jesus. We're going to see Jesus in just the very beginning of things, Genesis and even early Exodus. So it's just going to be a neat time. We're just going to look at some of those encounters and see how Jesus is the fulfillment. And we're going to see different things about Jesus because that's a little different than the typical Christmas series, but it's what the Lord put on our heart, and I'm looking forward to it. It's one of these ones that I'm kind of excited about. You know, Sharon. And then on Christmas Eve, we'll have three services. Uh, Christmas Eve, Eve, the 23rd, we'll do one. And then the Christmas Eve, the 24th, we're going to have actually afternoon services rather than our typical morning. It'll be 3.30 and uh, 5 o'clock. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we can sleep in on a real Sunday. Yes, you can. That's nice. Thank but you. But then get your tail to church. to church. <laughs> I appreciate that. I don't have to edit now. <laughs> Unlike other shows. <laughs> Hey, so can you give us a, you won't, uh, sneak preview of some, maybe some, some, some hymns and some, uh, carols that we need to get ready for. Who are your, what are your favorite carols there, Pastor? Oh, that's a great question. Wow. Uh, well, I, I mean, I mean, joy to the world, right? Of we, we, we literally sing that the first, uh, the first Sunday of every, you have of joy, every, you have joy to the world yes, Sunday. We do. Yes, we do. It's something we picked up. We both at Trinity church years ago, joy to the world Sunday. I've continued that. Uh, I, Silent Night for me is just beautiful. I love a holy night. Um, I love Come O Come. I love I love Come O Come Emmanuel. Yeah. Beautiful song. Angels from the Realm of Glory. I, I, just, Angels from the Realm of Glory, Mr. Traditional. I've never even heard of that one. Oh, come on. Come and worship. Come and worship. Oh, okay. Is that what's worship called? Worship. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. And, uh, of course, oh, come on, you faithful. Yeah. I, I love them all. I, okay. I can't think of the ones I don't love, you know? Yeah. Um, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, and that's nah, what my nah, nah. Mariah, It's fine. Mariah Carey, you're a big fan? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, I will tell you a pet peeve. Those those commercialized Christmas song lists that are just all the yeah. same kind of commercialized. Yeah, I'm always looking for better playlists. A little bit. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, again, we thank you so much for listening to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean. And Pastor Sean, as we're, again, we're entering the season, would you please pray for us? Yeah, yeah, please. Let, let's just pray together and let's make ourselves available to what God wants to do this Christmas season, this holiday season. Lord, thank you for your, your grace and your presence. Thank you for what really starts with Thanksgiving. And I pray that it would, the Thanksgiving wouldn't stop, that as we get into our Christmas celebrations, we would be thankful. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your presence, for the redemption of the cross. And I pray that we would um, take this opportunity to share your love, your grace, your peace with someone else, whether that's serving through a, a food pantry or serving in a nursing home or whatever. Uh, Lord, open our eyes to the people right around us at work, in our neighborhood, schools. Uh, open our eyes. And I pray that we would be able to reflect your love and grace. And in that, we would feel your pleasure. We thank you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.